Hey guys, it is I, Casper, from hot Massachusetts. I have a podcast, I'm talking, well, I have a recording with Mr. Miller, and we are talking about really cool assistive technology that a lot of folks are using nowadays and the whole public doesn't know about. And also talking about how to preserve your energy when you're dealing with certain mental health issues and things like that or emotional issues you know like anxiety and depression and things like that it was a very helpful you know we were exchanging ideas and moments that we've had and things like that um it was really really cool to collaborate with mr miller on you know talking about it technology that's useful I explained to him about the kind of technology that I use you know as a lot of you may know that I am an assistive tech trainer for now and I enjoy it as well as I use it in my daily tasks with life so there's this new actually I'm not even going to get into it I just wanted to say thanks to everybody who's listening to this current episode and I hope you find it interesting Um, there were some little tiny breaks in it that I could not figure out what happened like I couldn't figure that out it's a glitch within the app so sorry if that interrupted the enjoyment of this episode meanwhile here it is Hey. How are you? I am great. How are you? Thanks for joining. And um, yeah, it's just a hot freaking Wednesday. How is it? Yeah, it's hot over here too, like in Louisiana. <laughs> oh yeah, I can see that totally. Yeah, got to uh, edge the yard later. Uh, but yeah, you wanted to talk about assistive technology? Yes. So what is AT, assistive technology? Assistive technology is basically like technology that can help people accomplish something that otherwise, if they were able to do it on their own, they wouldn't, they would not need it. Um, I am an assistive technology trainer for the blind and visually impaired out of Massachusetts and formerly Minnesota and assistive technology these days seems to be the hottest thing going on within the community of those i never heard of it that's my first time hearing of it uh when you had told me about it (laughs) well i'll tell you right now i'm using assistive technology to be able to do podcasting and everything i need to do that involves technology we use regular we use regular a regular macbook it just has extra components to it that others won't ever notice that we use to do exactly what you guys do yeah so what are some good technologies? Well, our iPhones. Everyone is not aware of how accessible an iPhone is. Um, we have this wonderful feature that a lot of blind and visually impaired use called voiceover. And it reads everything on the screen to someone who needs the extra visual support. Um, whether it be partially or non-visual usage. And it is incredible. Um, we can do everything with it, like texting, calling, 
everything. It just requires a good bit of training and adjusting and getting used to. Yeah. So I tell people, you know, I use an iPhone and they're like, then you're not really blind. Like guys, your iPhones are an onion. You have things in your phone that you don't even know are there. <laughs> yeah. What are some of the uh, what are some you use like the uh, system technology? I use a braille display that connects to an iPhone or a computer, and I use you know my iPhone with the voiceover and a Mac with voiceover, as well as. Um, hmm, many other things. The Victor Reader Stream, which stores books and podcasts onto nice. a device that looks like a TV remote. Yeah, laptops are the truth. I got a MacBook Pro, like when I was in school for audio production. Oh man, Mac is like the best. Uh, Apple products are highly praised within the blind community and other disabilities, like the deaf and hard of hearing, especially. Um, there's less maintenance and worry about having bugs in your computer, especially if you treat your stuff nicely. <laughs> yeah. I have a uh, disability, but it's not like uh, it's not like deaf or anything. But uh, I have like a mental illness. Oh. Yeah. Do you mind me asking what exactly it is? Schizoaffective. Oh. You heard okay. of that? No, do tell. It's a uh, like a combination of bipolar and schizophrenia. Oh, so Like what triggers the episodes? Uh, like um, it'll be out of the blue, like just uh, like especially like if you like under influence, like yes. so. You, I'm not supposed to be drinking or nothing like that, cause it's like. It like amplifies it. Like, but uh, I've been coping. Like, I use coping skills. Like, I've I've done group therapy before. Mhm. And like, I got coping skills. Like, I like to write. Writing is my passion. Oh, it's amazing. Writing is good. It's helpful. Yeah. And riding a bike. What are some situations that you were not aware of that caused you to have an episode, if you had any, like, situations uh, and stuff? Uh, being in the wrong environment with the wrong people, like, not being comfortable around them. Ah, that'll definitely do it. Yeah. Uh, one time when I was on a lot of medication, like, I didn't know, like, like I, I didn't have like a good sound mind when I was on a lot of medication, like Benadryl and Respadol. Mm-hmm. Like I was taking Benadryl for seven days straight, and like I was like, I thought everything I knew was working against me. So like, I was trying to like leave the scene, <laughs> like I was like, and I felt like I was homicidal too. Oh my goodness! Like, but uh, I had got treated that day. That Benadryl, like, is strong. Yeah, I heard. Isn't it supposed to be to help you sleep or something? I, I forgot what it's, it's used for, but, like, uh, I have to research that. <laughs> but, yeah. um, 
because I know of someone who uses Benadryl and I'm like aren't you like and it makes them sleepy so I thought it was like a sleeping pill of some sort yeah I was paranoid like that's part of my illness too like paranoia okay well I have anxiety I've had it for years yeah a lot of a lot of people uh, deal with anxiety and like bipolar too yeah Yes, I, I'm seeing that a lot. That seems to be an upcoming common thing with a lot of folks these days, like anxiety and bipolar disorder. Some people Pressure. don't even know they even have it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the, um, the saddest part is when people don't even know they have it to address it and fix it. So, like... And they, and they don't notice the signs. You know, there's a couple of people very close to me that have that have it and it's undiagnosed and so a lot of situations they get into it's stuff that can easily be avoided and it just escalates extremely fast and it becomes very violent and toxic at times yeah there's different symptoms like impulsive racing thoughts um like there's a lot of different things like when when it comes to schizophrenia and bipolar Oh. Like they say, uh, bipolar is um, like the downside, like the lows is uh, depression and the highs is like mania. Oh, goodness. That is pretty common. Most people have the depression side. But then they take medication. Like, wouldn't. Like, all medications have, like, side effects and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because I recently talked to a friend about anxiety and stuff like that. And I find that whenever I'm having those days of, like, high levels of anxiety, I see, I often find myself not talking to people or not just not being in the mood to talk to people and just trying to get through the day as comfortably as possible and I just go and I do some writing and it seems to level it out and make it feel better um, I studied English in college so that was kind of like my best outlet with anxiety it was like to calm it down and just do some writing, listen to music and isolate myself and just get away from people it's just sometimes you need that break from being around people from yeah, like me time yeah even if it's just for a couple of minutes you know it's a power it's a thing to like re-up on energy it seems like a lot of people have that tendency to drain your energy and you feel like all of a sudden you're tired of them already like you yeah, want to be the around culture them too. yeah it's like you want to be around them but you don't because your anxiety is like you need to take a break you need to get away for like 5 minutes or 10 minutes and that's, sometimes that's why you gotta like manage your time manage your energy who you share it with yeah yeah some people don't even know that they're draining your energy they're unaware of what they're doing but you see it so sometimes it just be like I'll be right back in like 10 minutes you know I just the, go the up thing, the thing is like to stay around positive people but like energy is gonna come and go so like uh everything is energy I agree I totally agree. So, to shorten... Not to have leaks? 
Like, if somebody drains you, you don't want them to drain you, like not to have leaks. So you want to maintain your energy. And like, I studied some things about energy. Mm-hmm. I noticed like in our music culture, like it's, it's draining sometimes too, like the music we listen to. Oh. Yeah, that I can see that happening. Sometimes you, you get tired of a mood. certain song. <laughs> I I listen to a lot of like jazz, um, you know, like relaxing jazz music. It levels everything out. It feels like comforting and soothing. And sometimes it's cool to just take a quick music break and be like, I'm going to go listen to like two songs for like 10 minutes because they're somehow each like five minutes each. And you just like be like, oh, I'm going to be right back in like 10 minutes and just disappear put on two songs and then go back and regroup and be around everybody and it just it's kind of like a musical pep talk you know music is very powerful oh yeah it has healing powers yes like listening to the right songs or anything that makes you feel like good and puts you in a different zone and mood mm-hmm. like I was watching a YouTube video and I saw that there were some people that they said were a part of like this horrible cult of wickedness and music and they put Beyonce and Jay-Z in it and I'm like wow okay and the thing is <laughs> I think you, you you probably know what I'm talking about <laughs> and I'm like I don't really listen to their music not because I have an issue with them it's just you know it's just certain things that just never happened and that's what it is with me and when I went to go listen to Beyonce's song, um, radio, like video phone, I got like a quick flashback memory of it, and I just all of a sudden I stopped listening to it. I was like, I don't want to hear it no more. That particular <laughs> song or her whole music, like a whole catalog. That one song. Um, I, I mean, I like it. It's a catchy tune, but the intro to it, it just sounded kind of. Is that what Lady Gaga? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that recently. <laughs> <laughs> Not too long ago, I heard that song. Because every time somebody calls me on my video phone, I kind of sometimes I think about that song, like, oh, Beyonce's video phone. <laughs> I'm like, hey. why does the intro sound like that? <laughs> you gotta have the right uh, focus. Yeah. Like sometimes you're distracted in life, but. Sometimes all of a sudden I just feel like I don't want to listen to this music anymore. I want to stop it. And just yeah, sometimes silence. silence is better. Yes, like silence yes. is in peace and I agree. I couldn't agree more. Like I would just prefer to just marinate in silence and like unplugging. Yes. Um, you know, sometimes taking all that technology away, like I use Bluetooth hearing aids and I can listen to music directly from my phone to my ear or have my conversations on the phone from my phone to my ear. Sometimes I don't even want to hear anything. I just take it off. Like, forget it. You know, I want to just be in silence for a second or as much quietness as possible. Also, just being too hot can just piss you off sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm ready for the fall season. I know. My birthday's in the fall. I know. I'm trying. I'm waiting for that sweater jacket, sweater weather thing again. I'm, I, I already can't stand the heat already. 
And Good I know it's going to be hot. <laughs> I know it's going to be hot this summer because the winter in Boston was just brutal. Um, I had a couple more questions. Yep. Like, um, what are some of the biggest challenges you face in life? Um, some of the biggest challenges, well, well, one of them is being my anxiety. Um, sometimes it's, it just pops up and it's completely useless. You can be having a good time and all of a sudden you feel like, oh no, I don't think I'll be good at this. You know, the anxiety causes self-doubt, which causes me to miss out on great opportunities sometimes. And I sometimes just have to force my way through the day. Well, whatever it is I set out to do, like if I wanted to go to a meeting, all of a sudden I feel like, no, I don't think I want to go anymore. Like, nope, you already said you're going. They're waiting for you. Take your ass over there. Yeah, go. I need to learn that too. <laughs> do it. You're already out. You're not even close to home. Go. Keep going. Call an Uber if it helps. Get there faster so that you don't get discouraged even more. That's, that's mental uh, preparedness and mental toughness. Like, <laughs> like showing up for yourself and... Yes. Showing up regardless. Like, I felt like that when I was, you know, flying over to Michigan and I went to a concert and my anxiety reared its rusty face and it was like, nah, you don't want to go to the concert. I'm like, yes, the hell I do. I paid for the tickets and I flew from Massachusetts to Michigan for this. And I went and I had a good time. Yeah. And I was like, aha, you lost anxiety. You're not winning. Can't let it win. Um, and the other challenge is, um, you know, like people immediately discrediting you once they find out you have a disability, um, you know, blindness, they can't get over the fact of blindness. All they see is blind. They don't Once see. they get to know you. Yeah. They don't even allow that to happen. They're like, oh. I see your soul and like how awesome you are. <laughs> right? Like, we have so much to offer. Like, us blind and visually impaired people, they don't want to hire, like, the sighted, a lot of the sighted people or other companies refuse to hire a blind person, even if they had a PhD. The only thing they keep getting stuck on is, well, two things, the cost to accommodate a blind person and the fact that they have a blind person around them, they they feel like, oh, we're going to catch blindness. Are you going to get blind cootie? Like, no, you're not. We're people too. We have feelings. So, <laughs> you know, and you, you know, they can learn a lot from us, you know. Yeah. And so they're missing out on the great opportunities. So when they sit there and do that, they just, they, they do themselves a disservice, not us really. You know, we'll yeah, find people, people in general. Like we gotta like watch how we like how we treat each other and like because everybody has feelings and we gotta watch what we're we're making other people feel and stuff. Yeah. So we gotta make sure it's mutual and it's in harmony, yes. and balance. I agree. Um, so what are your um, biggest challenges? I'm trying to like get benefits and stuff like with my disability because like I haven't worked since 2013 and like I want to live on my own like at my own place like. Cause I'm tired of living with my parents. Understandable. And I want to eventually make a family. Mm-hmm. I'm 28. I'll be 29 in November. Oh, cool, cool. 
Well, perhaps everything should you wish for come to fruition in the very near future. And it's really difficult to get access to these things, especially with the administration. Um, it's extremely difficult. You, I think you have to get like some sort of like certification from a specialist to verify that you yeah. need that stuff. I'm trying to get on uh, SSI, Supplemental Security Income, so uh, I got a representative and I should hear something by July 28th, like if I'm approved. But they just, they got the uh, medical records they're trying to get. Mm-hmm. They're they just waiting to uh, process that. Oh, I remember going through that many, many years ago. I actually went to court with them for that. And the judge was a like complete jerk and he was like, oh, you don't look like you need to have this service. You seem to be pretty fine. I was in college, you know, trying to do the right thing. And I was like, okay, well, I need some additional support. And I thought for the time being, I could use them. But I couldn't because they went off of how I carried myself and what I was studying. They're like, oh, no, you'll be fine. You don't need us. Stereotype, like, I, they, I don't know if they think I'm rich or something, but I'm not. <laughs> I just live off my parents. I don't like milking off my parents. But if I was, like, by myself, like, I wouldn't have nothing, like, really. I, I understand. Now, that's extremely tough and aggravating to have to go through. Um, would that be... I mean, that sounds like a, it's a whole, like, universe of a challenge in itself. And there are, like, probably, mi- like, millions of other people experiencing the same exact thing you're having happen. So... If you start feeling like you're on your own with that, no, you're not. There are gazillions of others with the same exact situation, different scenarios, but the same exact struggle that they're facing. But that thing of, like, anxiety, it's real. It is absolutely real. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be tired of being at a low, so, like, I just do things to, like, have higher vibrations and stuff, like, even though some of my coping skills are not that good, like, smoking cigarettes, so, (laughs) just the stress, dealing with the stress and stuff, I try to cope. Well, you have to do whatever helps you to pull through, because, you know, you can't let it win, cannot let this stuff win. Uh-uh. Nope, it's not allowed to. Even though it feels like it's going to be that way forever, it's not. Nope, like just know that everything that you're having happen, it doesn't stay like that forever. You're going to get what you need. And yeah. probably get more, too. Like some people go after one thing and they end up with more additional good things. So, yeah. How long we been on on the podcast? Um, about twenty one minutes. So I. What else you want to uh, talk about? I wanted to be able to break this podcast in half so that it's easy to send. Okay. If it's a big audio file, it becomes difficult to send. So if you have Google Drive, um, I I have Google Drive. 
awesome. I'm going to use Google Drive to send the uh, audio file to you so that okay. you have access to it and you can use it as well. We talked about some good topics. Yeah, we definitely yeah. did. This is like my first uh, podcast. Like I did another one that was talking about my music because like, uh, also like I went to college for uh, massage therapy for nine months and I graduated. I didn't get my license. Uh, I didn't pass a state test, but uh, I do music too. Uh, and I'm trying to work on an ebook. Awesome, awesome. And all those things you're working on is bound to come to exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. None of that stuff that you went to go like study is not going to be a waste. Believe it. Yeah, someone once told me like education is not a waste. Like nope. once you learn it, it's like it's with you. Yep, it's with you forever. Like I, I you know I studied English as a minor in college, and I write blogs and stuff. And to my surprise, I found that I, actually I'm going to share with you the resource so that you can uh, benefit off of it too. Okay. It's called Medium. It's a um, it's a blog posting website. And once you've posted enough stories or things like that, they'll start to monetize and you can actually begin to get paid for what you write. So I'm definitely going to put that out there for anyone that's listening to benefit off of it too. Because I like to share useful things that people would benefit from as well. I don't like to keep it all to myself. I share the wealth. (laughs) There's plenty to go around. Everybody can share learn and grow yeah I, and I know some people that like to keep things all to themselves and they only share it with people when it's no longer in use anymore and that nobody else can get anything out of it like they suck for that yeah I'm like that's an ass move <laughs> so I did you know I got I took care of that person I was like you know what this is what you like to do to people so one of the one day it was really really hot and they wanted to know if everybody was at a certain location. And I knew from last week that nobody was going to be around. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should let them go find out that nobody was there just by going there and wasting his time. I was like, nah, that would be mean. It's too hot for this. So I told yeah. him, I was like, nah, tell him. Tell him don't do that. Just tell them that no one's there don't waste his time I know he did that and he wasted your time but two wrongs don't make it right <laughs> and it was that's I was, being mindful man. like you did the right thing that's being mindful too like, yes I yes yes I'm like I understand that maybe he did not intend to do that but I was like nah don't be mean not today <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah he didn't waste his time going out in this heat and I'm like it's mad hot so let's not do that let's just be nice today (laughs) like not like I'm a mean person all the time but sometimes when people do messed up things you want to do it back because it wasn't fair but it doesn't help the situation (laughs) just because (laughs) so I didn't waste nobody else's time I was like nah no one's there don't even go just go straight home it's hot probably 100 degrees right now I don't even know what's the most positive advice someone has ever told you 
the most positive advice someone has ever given to me. And I've heard a lot of really encouraging things <laughs> over the years. Yeah. And I can say one of the most profound things would be, you know, keep going. You know, just keep trying, you know, keep going. No matter how tough things are, like just even if it's not big steps, you're still any kind of movement forward is better than being stuck in one spot or being pulled back further back. Yeah, I agree. Like, whatever you can do to make a situation better or make your day better, that's better than nothing at all. Someone told me recently, like, um. There'll never be another Paul Miller, so like I'm like I'm unique in my own way. There'll never be another Paul Miller, so that's what everybody like. You're you're your the best you. I agree. I totally agree. That's awesome. I had a whole bunch of questions, but like it's like just like in general, like for like everybody I'm like working with and stuff, like with podcasting, like. Technology is cool, though. I agree. <laughs> like, sometimes I have to remind myself, like, give all this technology a break. Get off of it. Go, I don't know, go walk outside or something or do something that's not related to technology because, yes, I love technology. It's amazing. Like, you can connect to the world and it just enhances your life. Like, what would we do without it? I mean, we lived without it, of course. But... Science <laughs> Yeah, like... Wasn't there a time when Facebook was down at one point? I think Instagram was down. And everybody all of a sudden found a book. Like, wow, a book! Like, yo. Or they, like, had conversations with people face-to-face. <laughs> You haven't seen anything like that since like early 2000s and late 90s where people actually like sat face to face and talked i had erased all my like like a lot of my social media like instagram when that happened like i created a new instagram a new uh <laughs> you know, like when everything was down like i was like what's wrong with this like i just <laughs> i know like whatsapp is messed up right now and I use it to talk to my aunts out of the country. I haven't yeah. had to use a calling card in years. So I'm like, oh man, no more WhatsApp for now. I don't know what's going on with it, but I really hope they can fix it. Because I use it for what it's used for, you know, to communicate distance, you know, distance communication and nothing else. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been very useful to me and my family or, you know, people that would prefer to just use WhatsApp over regular phone call for whatever reason. They used to have IMO, like it was video chatting too. Yeah. I don't know, but they still let the United States people use it. I haven't even heard of that. So that probably was long before I got into using technology intensely. I think some things have changed with it, with IMO. Mm-hmm. similar to messenger but you can talk to people around the world and it's a better connection oh that's awesome 
you have any additional questions? Uh, let me check. Peaceful, clear mind. Say that again. Say it again. How do you keep a peaceful, clear mind? Oh, that I'm I'm still under construction with that in some way. <laughs> but I think I'm, I'm managing a lot better this year. Yeah. Um, to keep a peaceful mind is to not think about the things that piss you off too much. Don't let it take space in your mind to where you can't even think of anything good and where it even like permeates your dreams even so my my best suggestion for keeping a peaceful mind is just anytime you feel a negative thought about something coming on just cut it off suffocate it and immediately focus your attention on something better i don't know if you're like if people are big into religion like just i don't know think about your favorite prayer or something or Look at something funny, like a funny video online. I don't know. Affirmations and stuff. Yeah, something to make you laugh or feel good. And that makes those negative things feel so small and almost non-existent immediately. And that's very good. One of my teachers, she had like emailed me before. And she said like, when something bad comes to mind, like just say cancel, cancel, like, and it gets rid of that thought. It's just Mm -hmm. a technical. (laughs) <laughs> uh, or I start I don't know humming a song that I like immediately or just like literally get up and move to a different part of the room and uh, yeah, talk yeah. to somebody real quick you gotta channel your energy in the right way so like that you're moving in the good direction in life you gotta channel your energy in the, in the right places I agree you pick and choose I guess people have to learn to start being stingy with their en- energy and that's okay to be stingy you can pick and choose who it's used with so you know when it's time you actually still have enough to use and it's useful don't give it all away at once <laughs> yeah I had I learned that I had I had learned that as a lesson when I was in college Um, I had my first energy vampire in college. I was like 17 in my freshman year. And this girl was like 21 or something. And she was also a freshman. Um, And she just kept on hanging around and just really just annoyed me. I think she also contributed to my anxiety because I don't recall having anxiety that bad. It was like, wow. I don't know what her deal was, but she was just extremely annoying. And everything I did, she had to always have her face all up in there, like always following me around. (laughs) Anytime I went to go hang out with people, she was there. You know, if I had my guitar and people were playing the piano, she was there right behind me, right up under me with my guitar. I don't know if she thought I had some weed or something, because at that time I was inspired by Bob Marley. Yeah. I had like all the Rastafarian colors on and 
the guitar and I, I guess it sent the wrong message and she thought I had some weed so I guess she thought maybe if I hang out around her I might catch her smoking a blunt and I'll take some she won't see it <laughs> like nah got the wrong person <laughs> yeah that's positive techniques like peaceful techniques like you can like research and stuff like I how to get I'm rid of an that. energy vampire <laughs> yeah, it's Google. <laughs> it took years to restore that comfort and being like, oh my gosh, it was. It took at least two and a half years to restore all of that energy. It just didn't feel the same. So I had to rebuild a new, fresh slate. You know, so like you gotta, you gotta protect your body and like what comes towards it. There's pernicious influences, like like we have houses to protect us like from the winters and stuff like when the cold stuff like foreign influences and stuff mm-hmm. um, you gotta you gotta protect your aura and your, your energy field I learned all about the aura protection that year when I had that energy vampire leeching, latching on I had to go get like amethyst crystal cause when I walked into a store to buy some crystals uh, the first one I was attracted to immediately was amethyst and I had no idea why but that was my favorite gemstone yeah yeah just keep it in my backpack and just you know be happy with it in there you ever heard of uh, sage and palo santo oh yeah I've been doing sage for years yeah sage it, it clears like energy like negative energy in the house and mm-hmm. positiveness like I know palo santo like I got some palo santo like it's like a stick they call it holy stick or holy wood mm-hmm. and like you burn it it's like smudging it's like similar to a sage but it's a stick that comes from South America and like it's like it promotes like cl- it enhances clarity and concentration brings positiveness in your space and your in your environment like when you burn it just smelling it it has like it's, it's powerful like but it doesn't have like the strong scent of uh, like sage oh and, I like that strong like, smell of sage yeah, I like it. It's I burned so something the other day. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's relaxing too. Like it makes me feel good and uh, it smells good. The Palo Santo. It is awesome. Like I've been, I've my my parents. Well, my mother had been using sage since as young as like since I was as young as like five. I remember, you know, every now and then we do it. Like I use it every six months or so like six or seven months uh, but I'm like nowadays I feel like you gotta do it every freaking week cause ooh it's very intense with energy vampires and very easy to get caught up in like negative energy yeah you gotta clean the space sometimes like that you're in like your workspace your, your car your, your room your house like mm. it's it's good to keep uh, good energy flowing positive i i agree i absolutely agree um there's also the special soaps that you can well not special soaps but soaps that help you feel relaxed and i use it it's very it has a very strong smell and it's a very refreshing soap and um I don't recommend you looking up the reviews because it's got some wild stuff there. Yeah. 
So if you catch the, the gist of that, I wouldn't look at the reviews. Just purchase the soap. Try one. Nine, one, nine. It's a uh, Florida water soap. Cool. <laughs> it's refreshing. I'm trying to relax. <laughs> yeah, that it's very soothing and relaxing. Um, but the reviews are nuts. Don't look in the reviews. I highly advise just get the soap. Try it once. You can find it at like a corner store that sells like candles and incense. Um, I guess they call it a hippie soap or something like that. People that are into like cleaning their energy and stuff. What's the store name? Or the uh, website? Um, well, actually, the, the brand is just Florida Water Soap. Okay. You could find it at any store that sells, like, incense and candles and saging stuff, like, or even, probably sometimes, even a smoke shop. You okay. might get lucky and find it there. Um, I've been using that periodically, because I'm like, I need to treat myself to something, like, relaxing every now and then, use that one. Sometimes I think they got CBD uh, soap. They were selling it at one of the stores, but they had took it down. I think they they might got it back because like they passed a law in um, John Bell Edwards. He mm-hmm. passed a law in Louisiana. I think you can have like the topicals, but you can't like they didn't uh, pass for the uh, edibles yet. Oh, gotta be with the Food and Drug Administration. Yeah, Food the FDA. Drug. Yep. So, um, I guess it was great doing this. Well, actually, it was great doing this podcast. Yeah. I'm going to drop this to you via Dropbox. Well, actually, Google Drive. What am I saying? Google Drive. And, yeah, uh, let me know if it works. Otherwise, I can cut this into multiple pieces to where it's easy to digest with the Google Drive. Peace and blessings and healing in your life. I agree. Same to you. It was good. It was good talking. Same. Bye. Previously on several episodes ago... to press my button and it takes a lot because I feel like I have I I don't have a lot of patience but I have a lot of tolerance so I can tolerate mm-hmm. stuff a lot because let me tell you my job be wanting to explode all the time but I tolerate it for multiple reasons I think of like the negative basically I go through like the pros and the cons before I try and flip out but if I'm already done you know already pushed me to the edge like game over unfortunately you are about to take this bomb and just take it i just i guess i developed less and less tolerance uh my level i I don't think i've ever been able to tolerate that kind of shit because i've always been the kind of person that would like stop something in its tracks Mm -hmm and scream my head off in that person's mm-hmm. face so badly that they're petrified. Nope. And then it just gives me the shakes because I get even more angry when I finish yelling at them. Have you ever gotten so mad that you've hyperventilated? Oh my gosh, I have actually been so mad that I like 
I don't know. I just, I, I blacked out. I don't know what happened, but it wasn't very good. No, I... Did they say the person thought I was crazy afterwards? <laughs> it's like, this is what happens. Especially if you try to reason with them, that's another thing that gets it. Like, people getting under your skin and they're disturbing your inner peace. And then when you react, that's when they call you crazy or you need help. Like, okay, well, I'm all of that then. But what were you when you were doing all this stuff? And provoking. You deserve all of the reactions you got. So, I don't care. You can call me crazy or whatever, but you just, you're, you're gonna learn to leave people the fuck alone. You know, stay in your spot and don't bother nobody. Otherwise, you wouldn't be having to call nobody crazy. Yeah, I don't think I've ever blacked out, but I have hyperventilated. Um, I don't even think I've had anybody call me crazy. At one point, people used to think it was really funny when I got mad. I had two blackouts. Mm. In the course of like four years. Mm-mm. I don't know, I called somebody all types of things and I just drained the whole skin out of their body. <laughs> like they were just pale when I got finished with them. As I got ready to leave and I was like, and another thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say they just never spoke to me again, and every time someone mentions my name, they cry because of how bad I hurt their feelings. But what were they thinking when they were messing with me and I told them to back up? Like, get up, leave me alone. Leave people alone, that's the thing. You wouldn't have this problem. In my mind, you just sound really mean. <laughs> Not me, but who told them to bother me? <laughs> I would have been nice if they didn't. We would be very nice people if people didn't get under our skin. <sighs> I mean, I don't like being that way, but it is what it is. You're a ball buster. That's the way I am. My favorite quote from the movie, Married to the Mob. <laughs> oh, yeah. We gotta watch that movie. It's fucking hilarious. I guess when we hang out again together, at some point, we should watch that movie. I think I'm gonna bring my iPad or just sign into. Actually, yeah, we gotta watch it. We gotta watch it on the um, Apple movie or iTunes movie because it's a funny movie, and you'll see where I got that line. It's who I am. I'm a ball buster. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was messing with somebody and they freaking blacked out on them. And they were very, very harsh. And the thing is, I don't bother people, so that's Girl, the thing that gets trouble me. Always that makes me even more angry. Let me tell you, trouble always comes looking for you. You're never looking for trouble. Let me tell you. Exactly. I just want to be chilling and living my best life. You know? Mm-hmm. But when that shit comes roaring in my direction, trust me. The reactions just very unkind because I just want to chill I don't want to be bothered by nobody mm-hmm. I don't understand why people can't respect that you know respect my wishes 
that's another part of protecting your mental health. People who don't respect you and your boundaries and they don't have any regard for how you feel. If you're around people that have no regard for your feelings, tell them to go somewhere. Or you just, you don't have to announce your departure from them. Just leave. Just leave. That's I got a it. question. So do you like confrontation or do you not like confrontation? You s- I don't because I don't have good reactions to it. Okay. It's extremely tough, bad reactions with it. Yeah, that sounds like me. Not, I don't like confrontation, but I'd rather confront something if I think I can handle it. Like, there are just certain things. Specifically, there are just certain people I can't do confrontation with because my reactions are a little too bad. Maybe a little too aggressive. Maybe not too aggressive. <laughs> I just can't. It, like, as soon as I start getting... My, my, as soon as my scalp starts to start getting hot, that's the beginning of the blackout episode. See? Literally begin to get hot. Never blacked out. I can't. I don't like it. I just prefer to be in a peaceful state. Yes. I am a lover, not a fighter. That's what people are trying to tell people. I am a lover, not a fighter. But if you have to, you will but absolutely yes, annihilate someone in just two minutes. Yes, if I need to, I will get you. Because you got to protect your own mental health and your own peace. Can't let somebody else come over here with their dusty ass auras fucking around with you. <laughs> Keep the dustiness away. But sometimes confrontation finds you. Lord behold, I feel like that's what always happens to me. Like somebody is always looking to confront you about something. And some of the times I didn't even know what they were talking about. I remember growing up and getting confronted about things and I didn't even know who these people were. That would be the bad <laughs> thing. I really didn't pay attention. Like my mom kind of drilled it into my head. You go to school to learn, not to make friends, not to chill and chat with other people. So I wasn't really all into that. I made friends along the way, and I did what I did, and I would walk my butt home. And always find these people who would be like, well, I heard you say such and such. And I'd be like, what? Who is that? Oh, my goodness. Like, I didn't even know who these people were that they were trying to defend. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. They just need to go find something to do with themselves. Like, just go somewhere. Like, go. Like literally, like whisking my hand away, like the get away from me gesture right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> and I don't want, yeah, you know, that shit is not cool. And as long as you don't touch me, I I don't have no problem with walking away. I've always been the bigger person, and I walk away just because I'm I don't that mean, Everybody's always wearing fake eyelash. You just rip them shits <laughs> off. <laughs> Fuck over something as petty as a survey that's an issue a huge one at that uh, yeah a huge one at that I'm just saying to myself you really gonna hit my inbox over a freaking survey like they must not have much to do I'm not, they aren't busy enough that's what I was about to say like bro they're too much of a bitch to talk to you in person but they'll fucking hit you up on the survey yeah about a stank ass survey something I think is they don't even come up to me and say, okay, some of the stuff you say 
um, your criticisms. You don't have to do all that. They don't even come to me at breakfast if they have if they have a problem with me. They say all over online. But when I do the same thing, they said oh, everything has to be done online. Um, but I'm, I'm but I'm saying to myself, so you can say whatever you want to say, but I can't. That's, that doesn't add up to me, and that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> oh, wow. And then it's a rarity because he's one of the few people that actually <gasps> give a shit about how the team performs. It's my <laughs> silly ass brother in the background. <laughs> <laughs> he's mad goofy. <laughs> Hi, Casper's brother. <laughs> he already ran away. No. <laughs> he tried to pinch my foot because I was <laughs> laying on the bed. <laughs> but that is a mad ass example of passive progression, for real. Swear. Because. You could have just moved on with your life, not worried about it. And if you had a problem with me posting how I felt on, I think if you don't like what I'm posting on Facebook or any of my social media, there's an unfriend and an unfollow button or block block button. You can do it right at your fingertips. You don't have to (laughs) sit here and comment on every size I make about y'all. I express how I feel like you will rather me express how I feel than hold it up and to go off with all y'all all at once. Because that's going to be when it's even worse. There's no way of calming that down. That's accumulated anger. Mm-hmm. And it could come out in a very deadly manner. So but, they would prefer to just... Say it now. Yeah. yeah. My thing is, they wouldn't be... They, she wouldn't have never hit my Facebook messenger if she didn't feel some type of way or know it was the truth. Neither one of them. They wouldn't have never commented on my status. They would have never hit my messenger up on Facebook. They would have never done any of that if they didn't know what I was saying was the indeed truth. I mean, that's all we all we fucking say is nothing but the damn truth. Exactly. That goes for another day at MSU too. We say the truth. We don't rant. We don't do anything. We just tell it. We tell the truth. We tell it how it is. And if you can't accept the me truth. being real 100%, you can unfollow and unfriend my ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like my mama, outspoken. So if you don't like what I say, then you cannot follow me. Hit the road, hit Jack. the road, hit the road. I won't miss you. Don't let the door hit you on your way out. True. But they, they like to do. Or that. like me, I just turn around and scream at them really badly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I don't feel bad for anybody who actually want to join the sport. I would tell them like you may want to watch what you, you may want to watch what you do on this team because they tend to play favorites once in a while. I'm not saying not only that, they're kind of bitches too because they can't necessarily they can't necessarily like accept own criticism from their own teammates. Yeah, they rather accept criticism for somebody that's of a big corporation. Now, let me tell you, like during the finals, like after the finals and stuff, they will, the big corporations basically said the same shit that Juju said. But they said it 10 times worse. They were just like, oh, you know, there's kind of no hope for Michigan State. They were so sloppy and, you know, it was kind of a big disaster. Like, See? they're wow. not sure how they'll perform this upcoming year. Like, Juju, in other words, he was just like, you know, you guys are kind of falling apart. This isn't what we did in practice. You know, keep, you get, keep your heads up or whatnot. Don't fall apart. And they was just like, oh, he's criticizing us and shit, but the moment that the big corporation do, they sitting there sucking their thumbs like little bitches. 
Oh my goodness. That's Nina. That is crazy. The National Collegiate Dodgeball Association. That's, that's the what... organization that runs all the dodgeball teams around the world. They said that this team, Michigan State, was sloppy. So sloppy. And they said it in a harsh way. I I said it in a nice way. I said it in a nice way. Where you of... can actually be encouraged to pick up and try to, you know, strengthen your team. If the big court people said it, then that's obviously a fucking problem. Don't you think? Agreed. That, don't you think that if a big organization tells you you're stuck, you should do something, but you don't want to hear from your own team and it's in the organization saying the same thing I've been saying all year. Exactly. Like, you guys got to pick up the slack. We're, we're sloppy. Y'all still doing the same shit. That, y'all force us to watch these damn videos. Yeah, that's what they do. Just for us to end up doing the same shit anyway. Yeah. What's the point of watching the videos? What's the point of watching the videos? I mean, what's the point of keep emphasizing practices? You're not going to follow your own protocol. I don't understand that. I don't get it. I don't think they... I, the person on this team that felt the same exact... I said it, right? It's myself. You know, some people don't express themselves on this team when they don't make roster because they're scared. Because they're scared of how they're going to react. So, I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care. A lot of a lot of people on this team felt that same way I'm feeling. But you're coming at me like I'm not supposed to do this, that, and the other. But you're coming at but you're coming at me for telling the truth. Don't necessarily understand that. That's the problem with most. Well, people I guess they got a lot of emotions involved in it, and they just have to take the, you know, they have to do this without being emotional and not taking it personal. But I guess. Some of the folks, I don't know. But you see, but you see, that's the problem in today's society. People are scared. People are scared of the truth nowadays. That's what I noticed here at, at Michigan State. If you, well, the moment you start telling truthful things about that person, they, they will flat out not listen. Either that, or they will hide behind the damn phone. Yeah, dude, and that's the problem in this generation now. It's all around the phone, but never afraid of face-to-face confrontation. And I been to them multiple times with it and they had nothing to say hmm. but the but the moment I leave the room with a mess just blowing up my inbox like you shouldn't be doing this doing that you could have said that to my face when I was there and or at I least asked, call or at least call so we can have a voice to voice conversation something and don't send no sh- stank lengthy ass, ass lengthy ass messages <laughs> because that's just it's, I'm just gonna feel like you're bashing at me, and then that, then I'm just not gonna fucking care in the end. Like I would prefer you call me, just be like, you know, hey, like you know, I realized that there's a stench in our room. You know, can we like meet up and do something about it or something? Yeah. Don't send a text saying, "Oh, you're a uh, you're." Hello? Casper? Yeah. Sorry. But, yeah. All right. So, that whole situation just made me mad with Dodgeball. I'm just saying, sitting here like, you can you can do better than what you're doing, but don't, like, don't hit my, don't hit my messages, like, talking about the stuff that I'm doing wrong, because I know what I'm doing is right. Right. But I I am going to find another club to go to. Hopefully, 
they're much more respectful because I feel like if you are interested in sharing a story or any feedback or whatever on whatever you just heard um, either recently or like um Hundreds of episodes ago, you can send me an email to casu305 at outlook.com. And I'll say it again casu305 at outlook.com. Through my camera for me, please, and do a description for me. And he did it, and he saved it in my camera file. Because the IRA agents are able to do that for you. Well, they can control your phone or just the camera? Well, they can, you know, control, well, kind of, sort of. They can request an Uber for you or Lyft. They can take photos for you and things like that hmm. through your um, phone. It's a service. I can send you a, a, like a referral link later if you have an interest in using IRA or explore with it. For seven days, you can use it for free. I could send you that information if you're interested. Mm. But I, I I asked him, I was like, okay, so show me where the actual door is. So me and him, we navigated to the other side of the library. We went down mm-hmm. the stairs and we found the room that almost looked exactly like that room I was telling you about in the dream. But So it looked like your bedroom, huh? Kind of. <laughs> It was weird, yo. I was like, I was so weirded out. And I'm like, 10 years ago, I never even, I've never been to this place 10 years ago. I didn't even know that place existed. So someone asked me, did you ever come here before 10 years ago? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, never in my life. (laughs) I'm not in reality anyway. Not in real life. But in my dream, I did, I suppose. Um, So... We found the big-ass door with the bronze handle, exactly like what I saw in my dream. And it had a golden wow. padlock. Holy hell. I was like, yo! I even did a video of me walking from one side of the library to the other side to see it. I was like, dude, I know this is just a door, but there's something that has a connection to me with this. And... yeah. It all came together. It's like, okay, well, I saw something 10 years ago in a dream that I did not ever see in real life until, you know, 29-year-old Casper saw it for real. Wow. That lingered with me for days. Even when I went on, even as I left and went to Michigan, I even showed it to my friend. I was like, look at this. This is the door I was telling you about. I wasn't expecting it to be there of all places. Yeah. But the architectural structure of some places in Massachusetts is absolutely immaculate. But when it's changed, it just looks weird. It's like displaced. And that's what happened with the door. That door that actually led to absolutely nowhere. Literally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wrote a blog about it. And now it's online. If you want, I can also send you the blog link and you can read it too. Um, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And the photo is described. It's a black and white picture of the door. 
that um, I found. And ever since I raised attention about it, everybody at the library has been completely mesmerized by that door now. They're like, wow. ever since you pointed it out, now we can't stop thinking about it. We, they like go around and they look at it and they check Careful, it Careful, it might lead to another dimension. I know, stay out of that door. <laughs> yeah. Parallel universe, I don't want to get in there. You might end up being in dimension. Hi. Hi, Casper. Hi. I have to introduce myself to you, which I'm so happy to do. I'm Jay Siobhan. I just found you in an interview with Coupon Queen Pen, and I have to say I loved you guys' interview. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the segment about being unapologetically you, and that should be a book. <laughs> That you should write or a topic of your next podcast about being unapologetically you. Okay. And why apologize for being you when you're, when you yourself is so inspiring, so extraordinary. You have an extraordinary life and you're striving and it's such a blessing. And I just would love to work with you one day, you know, which would be up to you, but I would love to work with you one day. I love your spirit. So I'm wishing you love, showing you love, blessings, and much more success, okay? And you have another listener. I'm here, and I'm happy to be with all of them. <laughs>